Welcome to Coffee and Communion. I'm Christina. And I'm Cassie. This is a podcast about communion and community and a radical friendship with God and others. So with All Saints Day coming up, we thought it'd be an awesome idea to talk about our saint friends this week. So Cassie, who are your saint friends? The first one I'm going to talk about is St. John Paul II. He's played a big part in my life longer than I think I realized. Totus Tuus <laughs> comes from him, and Totus Tuus is like his papal motto. Totus Tuus actually is a Latin phrase that means totally yours, and that we thrive to give ourselves totally to Jesus with the help of Mary. Um, when I was applying to be a net missionary and waiting for my response, if I was going to get accepted or not, one of my friends was in Rome and actually praying for me at St. John Paul II's tomb the day I found out that I did get accepted to net, which just blows my mind, like, looking back, like, he's played such a big role in my life and I'm forever grateful for that. Also, um, I found out that my good friend Amanda enters the servants of the pierced heart of Jesus and Mary on St. John Paul II's feast day, which is tomorrow. Um, we love religious and support them and pray for them. So keep powerhouses. Keep Amanda in your prayers as she enters tomorrow and goes through formation. But another saint that's played a part in my life recently is Saint Therese of Lisieux, the also known as the Little Flower. She likes to stalk people. I've never had a true a deep um, relationship with her or, like, devotion to her. The first time I've prayed her novena, actually a now cloistered nun sent me, like, her novena. She's like, you should pray this. And, like, I don't pray any novenas, but I do pray St. Therese's because hers is just so powerful. And... Just roses keep appearing left to right for me, and I just laugh at them. And, like, I think she's friending me and, like, in for the long haul. The other day I went to adoration, and I walked in, and there were, like, seven different vases of different color roses. And, like, I was speechless and wanted to laugh in the middle of adoration, but... I was not the only one there, Um, (laughs) but I definitely want to learn more about her and her life story and everything, but those are the two saints that have played a big part of my life recently, or like my life in general. Christina, who is your saint friend? Yeah, so it's kind of funny because everybody's like, oh, your saint friend must be your confirmation saints. My confirmation say is St. Francis of Assisi. And although I love him, he is not currently my top saint friend, but he's definitely interceding for me. 
Um, so my same friend is St. Teresa of Calcutta, also known as Mother Teresa, or sometimes even Mama T around my university, and some other people refer to her as Mama T as well. Um, so St. Teresa of Calcutta is a saint of the poorest of the poor and of darkness. Uh, she founded the Missionaries of Charity. And I mean, even to found a religious order, the yes that she had, just like Mary's yes, not knowing totally what that would look like, especially after she thought she had already said yes to be in another religious order. Um, I believe it's in Loretto where she used to be, um, but she left the comfort of that convent she was in and listened to God's call to go found the Missionaries of Charity. And it was not easy from the get-go. She had um, priests in the church that were saying, no, it's not time yet. No, this may not be from God. But she continued to be obedient to them and to trust in God's will, that if it was his will that they found the Missionaries of Charity, um, that it would happen. And she was patient with God and with others in doing so. And sometimes patience can be really hard and even trusting to found a religious order. I don't think I could ever do that. Uh, so I really got to first be introduced to Mother Teresa in high school, but I didn't really dive deep into who she was in high school. But then in college, my university, Ave Maria, um, has the Mother Teresa program, and I met missionaries of charity there. It was super cool. They're awesome. They're very focused on serving the poorest of the poor. Um, and then eventually during college, while I was a Totus Tuus missionary, after I had read a book called Come Be My Light, um, it's the private writings of Mother Teresa, I was just so inspired and in love with her that I was like, I want to be a missionary <laughs> of charity, just jump it in full force. And and then some people were like, whoa, 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 okay, get through, you know, college first. And the missionaries of charity are, are pretty intense. So while I was a totus Tuus missionary, I'd really like just had this, I thought, amazing idea that I'm going to go be a missionary of charity. And at one point I was having um, back pain and Mother Teresa has gone through all different types of pain. So I said, okay, Jesus, even though it's not always great to, make deals with Jesus. I said, Jesus, um, while I was in adoration actually, and they were coming around with a monstrance while I was asking of this, I said, Jesus, when the monstrance passes me, I need you to either take this excruciating back pain away from me and I won't be a missionary of charity because then I don't think I can handle it. If I can't handle this pain, then I probably can't handle being a missionary of charity. Not sure how great that logic was, but that's what I did. Um, or keep the pain that like, there's no way this is just going to go away instantly. It had been going on for days and it was very, very painful. So the mantra comes in front of me. And as soon as I'm eye to eye with Jesus, all the pain goes away. And part of me looks like, ah, oh, this is great. All the pain is God. But then I'm like, no, I wanted to be a missionary of charity. But if I really want to be like Mother Teresa and do God's will, then I'm going to freely accept what he desires and asks me. So after that, I knew there was one no of my vocation that God did not want me to do was be a missionary of charity. And I still struggled with it um, for a couple of years. And now I'm like, 
nope, that's not what God wants. And that's totally okay. Um, but a couple reasons why I am absolutely in love with Mother Teresa is she really focused on prayer. I mean, she tells her sisters that the whole, her, the holy hours they do each day and they do multiple holy hours are more important than the other work that they do. Not that serving the poor is not um, what they're called to do, but we really want Jesus to be the center and he's the most important in their ministry and their ministry cannot happen if they do not make those holy hours. They need to be filled with Christ in order to go bring Christ to others. Um, one of the quotes she um, talks about, about the importance of the Eucharist is, uh, quote, our lives must be woven around the Eucharist. Fix your eyes on him who is the light. Bring your hearts close to his divine heart. Ask him to grant you the grace of knowing him, the love of loving him, and the courage to serve him. Seek him fervently, end quote. Um, so really, by the first line, our lives must be woven around the Eucharist. Everything we do and everything the missionaries of charity do is supposed to be centered and then go fill ourselves with Christ. So it is no longer us that the people see, but Christ who they see. And they can look and go, oh man, I see Christ in them and I'm attracted to that. And I want to know what they're doing to be that loving, beautiful, joyful person. Um, so her love of prayer and the necessity of prayer is one thing. But then her love for all people, which flows from her love of the Eucharist and the love of Christ. Uh, she says, a life not lived for others is not a life. And she truly lived her life for other people. She denied herself in so many different ways. Um, and a unique thing is when you think the poorest of the poor, generally you think um, third world countries, those who are starving, those who have no money. But yes, yeah, she definitely focuses, their order focuses on that. But they also say the poorest of the poor are those who are lonely, those who have nobody to be with them, nobody to care for them. Um, and those who don't know Christ, they're truly the poorest of the poor because they're, they're missing the most important component of our life is that relationship with Christ. And she also, even though she's a Catholic nun and founded a religious order, um, she did not just serve Catholics. She served all people of all religions, and she never um, forced them. She wasn't like, okay, I'm going to serve you, but now that I'm serving you, you should go be Catholic. Like, no, she she never forced, just like God doesn't force any of us to follow him. He, he prompts us and he sends his Holy Spirit to guide us, but he's not like, mm, Christina, you're not following me right now. You are in so much trouble. Um, no, he's a gentle um, God who's just waiting for us who have fallen to return and come back to him. And there's so much beauty in that because God is not a tyrant God, even though sometimes maybe we get in our minds that God is a tyrant and he's looking down at us and shaking his head at us. That is absolutely not true. He is looking down at us with love and concern, maybe when we're doing things wrong, but he's just patiently waiting at the door of your heart for you to let um, him in. He, he just loves you 
so radically and so much and just wants all of you, but he's never going to force it. Um, and the last thing that I just admire about St. Teresa of Calcutta is that she was in darkness um, for about 40 years, if not more than that. And a lot of people didn't even know that until they read her writings that she had because she expressed so much joy and love that you'd be like, there's no way that she's facing a battle. There's no way that she doesn't feel God in her life and in her prayer. Um, she would go to prayer and, and feel nothing and think sometimes that God had abandoned her, even though deep down she knew that Christ was present. Um, but here's a quote from her book on uh, called Come Be My Light about that. Now, Father, since 49 or 50, this terrible sense of loss, this untold darkness, this loneliness, this continual longing for God, which gives me that pain deep down in my heart. Darkness is such that I really do not see, neither with my mind nor with my reason. The place of God in my soul is blank. There is no God in me. When the pain of longing is so great, I just long and long for God. And then it is that I feel he does not want me. He is not there. Heaven, souls, why these are just words which mean nothing to me. So even, I mean, in this darkness, that blind trust, that blind faith that she had, she could have just walked away from it all. But she continued to love and love, even though she, who is one of the holiest people ever, kindest people ever. I mean, not just Catholics know about her. So many people know you say Mother Teresa, and they're like, yeah, I know who that is. You say some other saints, and they're like, I, I don't know who you're talking about. Um, but the darkness, she just continued to serve and to love, even though she did not feel loved herself. She truly denied herself, picked up her cross of that darkness, and followed Christ. And she, in times where maybe it wasn't as dark, could see a little bit of the light, said that, you know, that darkness really helped unite her to Christ's sufferings. She was, you know, taking on those sufferings with him, um, the sufferings he suffered for the whole entire world. Um, so if you're maybe in darkness, you can ask for her help, ask for her to intercede for you. Um, or maybe if you feel lonely, ask for her intercession. Um but those are some of the reasons I could go on and on about St. Teresa of Calcutta. And maybe in another episode, I'll talk more about her and my love for her. Um, but just remember, as we were talking about these saints that have done awesome, radical things, that we are also all called to be saints. And that as one time I thought I need to be exactly like Mother Teresa Later on, I realized, no, I need to be St. Christina of I don't know what yet. Um, they'll decide when I'm dead if I become a canonized saint, <laughs> which I hope one day I do. Um, but God's will be done. Whatever he wishes um, will be the best thing for me and for the salvation of all people. Um, so just be you. Ask the Holy Spirit what you are supposed to do, your unique individual mission that nobody else on earth can accomplish.
So as we want to end every single episode, um, we want to close with a quote. So Cassie, what's that quote? There's a quote by St. John Paul II. He has so many good quotes, but I really liked this one for just the timing of everything too. In the little host is the solution of all problems of the world, St. John Paul II. Mm. So follow us, if you would like, on Instagram at Coffee and Communion. And God bless. Good night if it's the evening for you. And amen. <laughs>